Ah, greetings, B-movie aficionados. Hello, welcome to A Couple of Flicks. I am Tristan. I'm Nick. And I'm Zach. All right. And today we are going to, uh, again, talk about, you know, some movies. But before we do, uh, have either of you guys, like, did either of you guys watch anything in the last couple of weeks that you want to mention or talk about or bring up? Um. I mean, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I've seen a few things actually that I, I finally watched uh, the Queen's Gambit. I don't know. Did we mention? Did I mention that last? Thing? I don't know. Um, I think I, I meant so. to. Yeah, I think I meant to bring it up, but I never did. You know, I watched. I loved it. That was fucking great. Yeah, <laughs> such a yeah. good series. They better not do a sequel shit, but I don't think they will. Yeah. How it ended. And then I saw shit. What was it? Uh, In and of itself. Have you seen that one on Hulu? I've heard of it. Um, somebody was telling me about it today, actually, and somebody no, was no. telling me about it yesterday too. <laughs> Quite a few people I know are watching it, so it's like, oh, I guess I better get to that one. Then it's yeah. fantastic. <laughs> it I cried multiple times during it. It was fantastic. Yeah. Nice. Excellent. Yeah. And I mean, it's really hard to explain without just sounding kind of either pretentious or because the, the, it's a just the general of it is a it's a videoed one-man show type thing with a little bit of magic but it's yeah. a lot, with the message and everything is a lot more than that and everything yeah that's a that's another thing i keep hearing about it is like people keep saying it's really hard to explain like <laughs> and then they don't say anything about it so it's like oh, that, i mean because explaining it kind of might turn people off on it just but like, yeah if you actually go in with it as an open mind it was really really yeah. good excellent and then i also watched um i did watch well fuck, what was it? Uh, i'm thinking of ending things oh. i finally watched that <laughs> cool cool yeah <laughs> yeah well so I don't know what what were your overall thoughts on that, or have you been able to kind of gather them? Mm-mm. I don't know what I saw. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, that's that's typical of Kaufman, but this one was just a little like I got, I guess until I don't know. There's again Kaufman strange. I mean, yeah. Like, there came a point where you kind of felt like, wait a minute, I don't think I'm following this anymore. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's something I, that I've experienced with his movies multiple times, not just the films he's directed, but I, I mean, I can tell you the first time I watched Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, like the first time I watched that was a really frustrating experience because it took, it didn't take me, into, it took me until about halfway through the film to even realize what the hell was even going on in it. And then like, once I realized what was going on and I was like, oh man, like I kind of just want to start this over, but I, I kind of want to finish it too. And I finished it and I, I ended up liking it, but I was just like, ah, oh, it makes me, it made me kind of frustrated to like, feel like I just was clueless mm-hmm. <laughs> throughout the whole thing 
the I, first time I watched it. So. Yeah, I thought that was one of his more straightforward ones. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, no, the rest of it, that's probably one of his most simple films. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, adaptation, like, I still don't understand that one. I love that <laughs> like, one. Yeah, yeah. But I don't get most of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I... I'm not quite ready to give up on that one yet, but I just like it because I'm I'm an aspiring writer. But yeah, I, I love that. It's just I get so lost on the whole twin thing. I, twin. I have a weird thing about twins. There's just something about like it's the same. It's I think that's the reason why the movie Dead Ringers, which is a movie about twins, kind of like wigs me out. I get like discombobulated thinking about the idea of like a double of me. Like if somebody existed that looked just like me or shared my DNA, like I just get really intense, like emotions when I start thinking about that stuff. And, and so I'm watching a movie like adaptation, which is like about twins, which is, I mean, that's a real thing, but then it starts like dissecting its own narrative. And then I'm like, Oh, geez, I'm, yeah i like that head game shit (laughs) yeah (laughs) but um i'm thinking of ending things yeah that movie i mean i think of it kind of like a fan fiction sort of except it's like um it's like an old janitor who's like depressed writing a fan fiction about his life and about his ex-girlfriends and like that's i guess kind of what's at the core of it but he's not writing it of course he's just kind of more imagining it yeah and like i don't know it's it's weird <laughs> yeah i liked it up until they left the parents house and then yeah when it started getting wacky <laughs> yeah confusing and i couldn't follow after yeah oh yeah when they get the the ice cream but then they don't even eat most of it and mm-hmm. they like then they go to like a school and then it's like then suddenly like because throughout the whole movie there's like that whole thing with the janitor that's happening at the same time which the first time i just cuts to him every now and then yeah yeah but it like it happens kind of sporadically and so like a lot of people who watch him for the first time like that kind of stuff will happen and they'll they'll be like whatever that is you know they won't even really kind of even follow that aspect but then that's kind of what the movie becomes yeah, it, it's what the movie comes to be about it starts kind of following that primarily at a certain point and it sort of ties the narratives together but like it doesn't do it in a very straightforward way so it makes it really hard to kind of digest you know but i still felt like i guess just the idea like the, i was still sort of captivated by what was going on and just how bizarre and other world yeah. than it was i also love the shots of like the snow yeah. and how like mm-hmm. like the snow kind of coming toward the camera and t- like toward the window and how like it's like just these little brief like brief little snowflakes that just kind of disappear into the dark and and then like the guy is talking about how like his life is kind of like like life is sort of like that and then it showed that visual image and it's like oh wow that was kind of I don't know. Just kind of gets you thinking. So. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. interesting. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, there's it's a lot to sort of digest. So. Yeah. But I really like that movie. 
<sighs> what about you, Zach? Have you watched anything? Uh, I saw that The Little Things, the new HBO Max Warner Brothers one. Okay. It wasn't that great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've like, seen it. I was expecting a lot more from that cast. You, know, you got Denzel Washington, Jared Leto, Remy Malik. Uh, yeah. I heard it wasn't that great either. Yeah. Yeah. It was like yeah. A, sh- a shitty seven, pretty much. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I was dang. disappointed in that one. It's a bummer. <laughs> and then, other than that, I started the, uh, the Tremors series. So I watched one and two so far. Excellent. Nice. I love both those movies. Yeah. I hadn't seen the second one, but I really enjoyed it. Yeah. And they're up to a... they're up to seven of them now. <laughs> yeah, I think at one point they had a TV series too. Yeah. I liked it when it was just like those first two. The first movies. two are great. Yeah. I have like really fond memories of like watching both of those movies like one after the other with my dad and yeah, I, 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 think watched... I watched them back to back a couple times yeah yeah they they would like play on tv a lot as like double feature yeah and and i like both those movies fit really well together like i re- i read a lot of reviews about the second movie like a lot of people think that the second movie isn't as good as the first but I actually think the second movie, like in some ways, is better than the first film. Like, I think they're both good, but I think, and they're both like equally entertaining, and they both have like their strong points and their weak points. And I think that there's certain things that the second film does better than the first film. So, yeah, I liked them equally. Mm, Yeah. Then I think I saw the third one, and I didn't really like that one as much. And then I. Like I think I might have seen the fourth film on sci- on the Sci-Fi Channel like one time, and I don't really remember it, and I didn't see any of the rest of them. So. <laughs> well, that's pretty much all I've watched. <laughs> yeah, I watched a couple of really weird horror movies. I watched, uh, and both of them were found footage films. The first one I watched was Be My Cat, a film for Anne, which is like a found footage film about this guy who uh, is wanting to make a, a, like a, a movie starring Anne Hathaway. Um, and it turns out he kind of has some stalkerish sort of qualities. And the film is sort of from his perspective and it's about him sort of like on his sort of quest to create like a uh, like a demo reel tape to send to Anne Hathaway. And uh, it's quite metaphysical because the the guy who, who directed this movie is also like the main actor in it who's sort of who the film is sort of following. And he actually like he's actually pretty intense you know the way he sort of plays this character he plays it pretty like pretty straightforwardly and so in a way it's kind of like um like performance art i guess but it's like performance art like in the form of like a horror movie and so then he meets up with these these various w- women who are auditioning to play as a Anne Hathaway lookalike 
and like from there on it gets very psychological and gets like pretty pretty dark and pretty pretty messed up um but also like pretty interesting too and there is kind of an odd sense of humor to it as well like i enjoyed it quite a bit i actually thought it was pretty pretty interesting but it was like pretty scary too um and the director is an interesting guy uh, you know, um he's kind of a i don't know he, he's kind of a political guy but um I, I don't know i just i liked his style though i liked what he did with this with, with that one you know so i i recommend that one and both these movies are on um amazon streaming and then the second one i watched <clears throat> it was actually kind of a similar movie because it's a found it is, it's a found footage movie and the main actor in it is also the director so it's actually pretty similar to that movie in that in both those ways you know um and uh it's actually quite a bit more messed up than uh be my cat and i wouldn't really recommend that with this one as much they I couldn't quite figure out what the official the official title was. I think it's My European Dream, but on Amazon streaming it has like a like a retitled it's retitled as The Descent into Darkness. And basically like it's kind of like without spoiling the plot too much, it's basically if Borat became like a really really messed up horror movie. You know, mm. and I I don't really want to give away like what happens uh because it's pretty out there and it actually it, it surprised like even me uh to be honest um i and so like i wouldn't really recommend it to most people and but i kind of like i kind of wonder about it being on streaming because like i i sort of worry that like the wrong type of person will watch it like thinking that it's just like a some kind of like normal crazy horror movie and like find out that it's actually like something a lot more like serious and messed up than that like it was actually really well made but it's a pretty like heavy duty kind of horror movie you know so so i wouldn't really recommend it to anybody unless like it's it's somebody who's like has a pretty iron sort of stomach i guess mm. so oh sound pretty interesting <laughs> Yeah, I'd recommend I, I'd recommend them recommend them both as far as being well made horror movies. <clears throat> so, um, so those were the two most interesting things I watched recently. So, anyway, so the so on to the three films. So the first film that we we're going to dive into was. Your pick, Nick, right? Yep. All right. It was Meet Dave. Mm -hmm. um, Eddie Murphy film. Yes. And I chose this one because, again, I think I mentioned it last time why I chose it was because I thought it was Pluto Nash when we were going to watch Pluto Nash. Mm. It just because it's a Eddie Murphy in, I mean, I, Eddie Murphy space-ish type movie. Like, I initially thought that it was totally in space because, again, I didn't really do any research <laughs> into it. I thought it was Eddie Murphy. So what it is is a bunch of aliens, tiny aliens in a spaceship in the shape of Eddie Murphy. And I thought, yeah. I thought initially, I thought the movie was just them floating around doing space stuff in an Eddie Murphy ship. 
And I also thought all the like the little people, you know, controlling the spaceship were just Eddie Murphy's, just like you know, Nutty Professor styled, uh, him acting a bunch of different roles. But it's just one Eddie Murphy, him being the commander. Mm. So it was completely different than what I thought it was going to be. Honestly, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, me too, actually. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which is okay, you know. So yeah, some of the other people were like, you know, uh, Ed Helms, Judah Freelander. Uh, yeah. Uh, Elizabeth Banks was in it, but she was a human. Um, yeah. It. I Ed- mean. <laughs> Kevin Hart. Going. <laughs> yeah, that was. That was. <laughs> yeah. So there's you know a bunch I of little that. You know a bunch of little aliens and a, you know a, a regular sized Kevin Hart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well i mean it, it, it well at least at the beginning of the movie it's primarily sort of showing i mean it it, it is kind of like showing what's going on inside of the his the vessel i guess you'd call him um but it is also kind of showing sort of how he behaves outside which is pretty uh pretty chaotic it's, mm-hmm. it's this eddie murphy in, in pure chaos mode so mm-hmm. Yep. So it starts out with a meteorite crashing to Earth in the Elizabeth <clears throat> Elizabeth Banks' kids room. Yeah. And it's some type of I don't know. They didn't really explain what the fuck was going on with this or what their real plan was, honestly. With this yeah. weapon. It was like a weapon. This meteorite was like a ball that sucks like and they didn't really explain again. I, it sucks water in and does something with it, and you notice yeah. it because it like it lands in his fish bowl, and it yeah. starts sucking the water out of his fish bowl, and then you know he's a few weeks later, I assume because uh, he wins some type of science award that wit just by showing it off or whatnot for being a meteorite, but Eddie yeah. Murphy's or. The Eddie Murphy ship crash lands into this, like the Statue of Liberty Island, to go around to search for this uh, this weapon. And that's basically, you know, the basic plot is Eddie Murphy and his crew are all searching for this weapon to destroy Earth again. Yeah. Don't know, doesn't really explain why. They're just, just well, to there save ends up, their, it's there ends up being. It's like, you go. You go ahead. I don't know. What, I mean, there, there actually ends up being some like conflict over it um, yeah. at some point. Like it, it actually within the Dave vessel, which mm-hmm. I thought was like, like what? I mean, I actually like. I thought that this movie. Okay, well, I guess my overall thoughts of this movie was that like, I thought the stuff with Eddie Murphy acting like a robot who was being controlled by a bunch of miniature people. Like I thought that that was really interesting, yeah. And I thought I thought that like even though like the characters were kind of in dumb mode because like you have things like him standing up and emitting robot noises. <laughs> yeah, when <laughs> like, trying to speak. Yeah, in the first yeah. Time. Like very obviously a non-human entity. Mm-hmm. And he was but trying this, to like, like right when he got there, he was trying to mimic someone smiling. And he was just, yeah, oh. <laughs> and it was like the creepiest smile ever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
Um, but and so yeah, like so he's like going through all these crazy hijinks, and he's like he's hanging out with this girl in her apartment, even even though she ran him over, and like or hit him with the with her car, and uh, he like sings like a BG song at one point, and like acts all funky and weird like not like a normal human being in the least and mm-hmm. she's like oh oh how interesting and like she gets more interested in him the more bizarre he acts you know which is kind of probably not how a normal person would behave if a per- normal person in real life hit a person a- and then invited them inside and the person started singing to them like it i would probably be worried about that person you know but in this in this movie of course you know the characters are in dumb mode which is fine because it's a family movie and that's typically how these things go and i thought that like eddie murphy played really well with his with with you know the other actors and did a pretty good job but once the whole like oh yeah no you you can finish yeah um but what i was just going to kind of quickly say once it, it started getting into the stuff inside of his like body with the the war kind of or the conflict going on that's when the movie kind of getting got kind of got really confusing for me and that's when i sort of i guess kind of tuned out mentally well i mean it got it got i got a little i just got lost i think didn't make any they didn't really explain it well (laughs) yeah that's the problem i just they didn't explain like like what i was saying with the weapon they didn't explain what it does or like all i got was they had to destroy earth to save their planet for some reason they didn't really explain why yeah and but uh, yeah so there was a lot of just things they didn't really explain yeah Um, i think that was the biggest problem is that it didn't that the movie at least in my opinion didn't really make very much sense even though like but they did have a pretty good thing going at the beginning you know when they were first sort of yeah, <laughs> and also I I thought Eddie Murphy's acting in this was phenomenal. Yeah, because agreed. of the robot shit, like he had like almost zero expression when he was doing his spaceship. But, yeah, but emoting and reacting good with no emotion somehow. Like I don't like I was confused on how, like unless they did some like you know deep fake type shit as well. Like he was literally think- he was literally just like good acting of some like straight face like like a robot but emoting because then then it would you know cut back into his head of eddie murphy you know actually acting and doing shit normally so i thought that was really Mm. well done by eddie murphy yes yes yeah no eddie murphy actually was pretty good in this like he actually um you know was pretty committed to actually playing two very different kind of characters yeah I mean the, the 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 yeah. So yeah. So that's impressive. Yeah, so Eddie Murphy gets hit by Elizabeth Banks. Um somehow of course just by happenstance you know, just plot convenience really is that the kid has the thing. <laughs> I mean there's yeah, there's no other way to say it. it's just plot <laughs> convenience. It's the kid has yeah. the ball, he's he's after it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Do you want to read a plot summary, or and then and then? Oh, okay. I have no. I, I'm just trying to figure out where to go. It's like so. I oh, don't. Okay. I didn't. I didn't get whether like so. He was 
low on energy the whole time. I wasn't sure if it was because he got hit by the car or was just because of the crash landing. They didn't really. I, I missed it because they said it maybe briefly. So he was, yeah. you know, on a, he was on a time limit the whole time. Um, and then also, like for some another confusing part was these. They didn't really explain why, but. All these, all the aliens, and I think they were called. They're from Nil. They're called Nillians. Mm. Yeah, they were, they were starting to adapt to human. Like you know, they were aliens. They were acting all you know, alien-like, more straightforward, like mm. Spocky type. You know, alienish. But then they started, you know, developing human emotion type behaviors and stuff like that. They didn't explain. They had like something's weird's going on there's stuff happening they were talking like this is the doctor of the thing and yeah. look into it they don't really explain it ever <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean but i they certainly talk a lot about it yeah, you know? yeah so they just yeah like you said they though they never do they never go into detail which although you know to be honest that's something a lot of modern movies do too is they talk a lot about something, but they never actually go into detail about what mm-hmm. that thing is. I mean, it's not trying to attack Marvel movies or anything, but it is something they do tend to do with those movies. And, mm-hmm. You know, well, okay, anyway, I'm not going to go on about that, but <laughs> you get you get the point. Like, it, I mean, it is kind of annoying that they do that in this movie, but it's something that I see in a lot of movies that people love and adore. And so I don't want to like, I guess I don't want to rag on this movie too much for, for that. Right. <laughs> like, because I could do that with everything. Yeah. And yeah. so, and I also like that uh, the way they named it was, uh, they looked up the most, like when Elizabeth Anks asked mm. him his name, yeah, like one, one of the people inside the ship was like they looked up the most common names and it was Ming yeah. Chang. Ming Chang. <laughs> so we said, "Yeah, my name is Ming Chang." And then she's like, "Ming Chang, you look you look more like a Dave." And he's like, "Oh, that's that's my first name or whatever, Dave Ming Chang." Yeah. Dave Ming Chang. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah the way he said that was pretty funny yeah <laughs> dave ming chang because eddie murphy has that soft voice mm-hmm. yeah <clears throat> and so it continues him looking for the uh the, the meteorite mm. uh, which he realizes elizabeth banks kids had so he starts going to the school uh, yeah. but the bully of the kid elizabeth banks kid steals it from him and yeah eddie murphy shows up as a sub as a substitute teacher and he yeah. does a funny little fucking, probably some draws... type of, yeah like a like a fucking printer with some advanced like yeah he, he writes out some advanced formula that's like too complicated for the kids to even follow and, and he says this that... is just they like met they they were like yeah let's give them something simple and it's like just some fucking crazy yeah. fucking thing <laughs> Yeah, and so then while all the kids are sitting there trying to do that and trying to solve that, because apparently in this world, you know, if you write out a complicated problem on the board, it doesn't matter how complicated it is, the kids will just try to solve it in the yeah. world of Meet Dave. <laughs> so while they're doing that, Meet Dave, or what's the guy's name? Dave, Dave Ming Chang <laughs> brings, brings the kid out 
and it's like give me the rock and he's like oh that my the bully kid has it which at that point the whole plot could have been resolved he could have mm-hmm. gone in there at that moment in time and talked to the bully and brought bring, brought him out and be like you have something that belongs to me you can either give it to me now or we can take it up with the principal and the end yeah but, but he, <laughs> the thing was the i will give a like he he confronted uh the little kid and mm. He said that the bully, the after class though, and yeah, the bully was already gone apparently. So oh, okay. They did go to you know the romping grounds, and he wasn't okay. there. He stopped yeah. a he stopped a robbery. You know, he chucked mm. a guy across the store and bent a gun, and okay. <laughs> uh, but there's some festival that was happening, and he said, "Yeah, oh he'll, yeah, he's in our neighborhood. He'll be there." Um, yeah. And they then, go to like a fair or yeah. like a yeah and there's yeah. like a romantic yeah a this movie romantic. decides there's like a <sighs> love triangle kind of thing going on yeah once they started to wedge that into the movie i was like okay all right yeah <laughs> and i did right. like the i did like the so like they made you know, there was that bg's reference like because of the outfit he initially was wearing so mm-hmm. he goes Oh, we're inconspicuous in this because it's that 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 uh, thing of like, oh, radio waves—the only thing that they got from way out in the space of the only transmission they received was like a B—I don't know, assuming a BG's thing. Yeah. So he goes to Old Navy and has this whole "Welcome to Old Navy." He thinks it's just a regular yeah. greeting. It's just yeah. "Welcome to Old Navy." And he copies money, starts pooping it out. <laughs> he just starts yeah. getting money and pooping yeah. it out. He scans like a twenty dollar bill, and then he goes into the bathroom and starts pooping out <laughs> yeah. money. And that's why. Okay, so this movie kind of tripped me out a little bit because <laughs> um, I. So there was a joke in. Okay, so I watched this. Um, Okay, okay, so both this movie and The Love Guru have a joke about pooping out coins. But in The Love Guru, it's like said really briefly. It like, like um, I forget exactly what happened. Mike Myers says, oh, dig in the dig in there hope you you know, hope you find some coins or something like that. Okay, and then yeah. in yeah. this movie, Eddie Murphy literally defecates coins out and i just i, I don't know <laughs> like funny, it just yeah. gave me a weird like I, just that, yeah. I was like what the heck you know <laughs> anyway i i don't know i just it was maybe it, it's probably not even worth thinking about but i just <laughs> yeah. thought it was interesting <laughs> um anyway. so they're at so they're at the festival you know him mm. and his mom him the kid him elizabeth bank and the kid are there yeah doing fair stuff I like yeah. I liked how they were going on rides, and like you know the ship was of course completely emotionless, but everyone inside yeah. was like going ah yeah woo yeah they did the, that wall sticking spinny thing, and everyone was just like on the inside of the ship, spot stuck to it, freaking out and yeah that, 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 that was, was funny cute gag um, yeah I agree I was like okay I can give you some credit there. <laughs> 
yeah an event and there was that hot dog eating contest and shit too. oh yeah with the <laughs> horrible cgi where eddie murphy's literally <laughs> shoving hot dogs into his mouth. i'm like oh god yeah uh and then eventually they after he because after that he has to go and you know take a shit out 86 hot dogs or whatever yeah oh yeah <laughs> which was a funny little bit too it was like plop 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 yeah. and there was just an old guy next to him in the stall <laughs> reading a newspaper and he's just like show yeah. off yeah <laughs> <laughs> like old man incontinence <laughs> yeah well dave is pooping out all the hot dogs <laughs> um so they eventually find the bully or dave whatever his name is whoever's yeah dave ming chang they find the the uh bully they get the meteorite back and i thought this was a little nice nod they he was able to you know telekinetically grab it because it's like oh i okay that was weird but it comes back i didn't know that it would come back later in the movie yeah who knew yeah but yeah he does get the the diamond yeah and then like uh number two like they were all named like all the the crews were just named numbers yeah and and they all go through their own arcs too yeah ed helms didn't really though like besides being the bad guy arc yeah uh, like right when they got it um eddie murphy still continues to hang out with and because he's you know they're getting human emotions but Ed Helms is like, we got the thing, let's bail. And he's like, no. Eddie Murphy just wants to hang out more with the kid and the mom. And yeah, they do. Uh, they chuck a. They do one of the carnival big games. Chuck balls at bottles, knocks him. Yeah, out. like his first one was shitty because the guy that operates the arm was in the bathroom. And then yeah, one was like full power, and like it goes like all the way back and then hits, knocks Eddie Murphy out. Or the ship out, like it just loses all power and stuff. And I don't know, they wake up in the hospital, <laughs> they do an MRI, like a little MRI gag. He's like, Oh, yeah, magnetic, and he, just some stupid fucking shit. Like he that. like <laughs> flies at the thing, and then, like, uh, he says something stupid, and he's stuck to it. And he's like, Ugh! and he says, something Oh, I, yeah, he's like, Oh, oh, what I forgot, I still have some pennies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that was it. <laughs> it's like okay (laughs) but yeah they still stay even though the mission's complete um that they they got it they have to you know they don't they're running out of time they gotta chuck the ball in water to destroy her but eddie murphy's like no let's hang out more um yeah i don't want to destroy earth yeah and i liked the like how they were the other guy like the, the I forget who, which one, what number he was, but the one that started to, that started going yeah. gay, like started going like yeah. the gay route. That was that was hilarious. That, yeah, that was pretty funny actually. It was like they were at a like a dance, like just a bar club, thing, yeah. and Eddie Murphy was shittily dancing, and then and then, and then he comes, he, the gay one comes out and is like, "Let me show you how it's done," and then starts doing yeah. salsa dance and everything. Yeah. And then, like, later on in the movie, she makes reference that, like, no straight man can ever dance that good or something yeah, like that. Yeah, when, it, when it's finally revealed that there were aliens inside the ship, it's like, oh, that makes sense, because yeah. no straight man could dance like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
so um and at that bar scene it was also funny that everyone start like everyone operating like the mouth head because they were drinking starts getting super yeah. drunk super drunk yeah whatever they were drinking um yeah it was like one of those kind of like whoa yeah and then some good gags oh and then there's just the sub b plot of the like the the police trying to figure out what crashed into this the uh statue of liberty island yeah they they make a mole like one of the guys is like a conspiracy alien type dude and one's a you know lazy cop that doesn't give a fuck but they make a mold of eddie murphy's face and then you know they make a have you seen this man posters which leads Eddie Murphy to get arrested, um, which then leads to Ed Helms causing a mutiny, which then is leads to Eddie Murphy or the ship at least. You know who I don't. It's hard to explain who's Eddie Murphy in the sh- between the ship and Eddie Murphy, but yeah, sh- Ed Helms is in control of the ship now in the police station and just starts blasting his fucking way through the police station. <laughs> And <laughs> to escape so he can destroy earth and yeah. wants to destroy earth <clears throat> yeah which yeah so this at this point that's yeah like it, it was about when ed helms kind of took took control that i started yeah lost lost track of what was going on <laughs> um, yeah, yeah and, I, and then there was the part where uh kevin hart he he escapes he escapes. I don't know how, somehow he escapes and like falls in the the conspiracy theorist cops uh, coffee. Yeah. <laughs> so he like the that cop is like kind of playing the other dumb cop. Like yeah, but was going try and help this or get this guy, but he's trying to help him really. Um, yeah. And then Eddie Murphy and his love interest inside the ship. Uh, get sneezed out like that's their ejects i guess they like sneeze them yeah out. and there's a little scene of them running around the streets dodging cars and shit like that and um oh yeah <laughs> and it's it's almost nearly the end at this point but there was like um so they ed helms gets to like the docks chucks the thing yeah. in, and uh but Eddie Murphy's like while they were you know they climb back in the ship and retake the yeah. ship over. It's kind of a mutiny happens. A reverse you know, mutiny. They, yeah, I forget what they say. They say I am Dave. I think they have I am Dave Ming Chang. <laughs> I am Dave Ming Chang. I am Dave Ming Chang. It's supposed to be like I am Spartacus, but yeah. I am Dave Ming Chang. And then which and is kind of funny. And then I laughed at the gay one saying, "I am Johnny Dazzle, and I am." fabulous <laughs> yeah he's like, <laughs> yeah what um, I, like what he says something i want my own identity or whatever yeah, I'm, I'm my own yeah. person <laughs> yeah yeah and, um, that's funny and then he's basically out of energy apparently like they're out of energy the whole time yeah and they it's like out. oh whoops who knew so it's like ed helms is like so you have one choice you can either save earth or save yourself by you know they save earth by retracting the ball back or save earth by just or save themselves by using the rest of their energy to blast out of earth and yeah eddie murphy chooses to 
<laughs> chooses, chooses, of course, to save Earth. Of course, every, yeah. Everyone Spoiler likes, alert for people yeah. who haven't seen me, Dave, and may want to. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. But... <laughs> But everyone like everyone agrees because they like being having these human emotions and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a pretty pure heart pure hearted message. Yeah, you know, kind of they were they're always making fun of these they're like, Oh, these jar gargantuan are idiots and whatnot. Yeah. And then they have a change of heart. Oh, they're not so it's bad. Like, oh, cool. yeah. We have to embrace their goodness, which is, mm-hmm. you know, kind of a Care Bears message, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. that's, I guess that's, that's what they want to do with Meet Dave. Yeah. <laughs> Eddie Murphy was like, I want to make a good-hearted movie. Yeah. Yeah. Can't yeah. I don't want to make. I don't want to make that sequel to Norbit. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, and then it just ends with them blasting off, basically getting out of there. Yeah. That's about it. Well, there's that scene where the the reveal scene of you know yeah. after everything was saved, like Eddie Murphy's like mouth just like fully opens and like the tongue is like a platform and then walking off and they're showing their little people to everyone and yeah, that was yeah. cool. They yeah, and, and then, then yeah, one thing that there's just a little plot hole thing that I was like so yeah. confused about is they. The, the like the way they repowered him after you know him saving Earth and chucking the ball out of space was just a taser, a regular taser mm. repowered it fully. Yeah, like because he was starting to blast off, but then got caught in a net. Yeah, and then, and then the escape pod was just in a shoe, and they still got away. <laughs> this is a little it thing was that a... bothered me at the end, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, that did, that kind of annoyed me too. Like they that because. They did kind of indicate that, and just that like, they were out of power. Like the, the whole movie, yeah. like in a, yeah. So just, like, what, what was the point? A regular, if... a regular taser could fully repower this alien ship. Yeah, it's like, what was the point of even establishing that threat if it's not even a threat? It's like, yeah, kind of just oh, we can just do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's dumb. But whatever, what can I you mean, do? They, they kind of set it up with them, you know, sh- clear. They did. But that's a whole different, that's a lot more power than the taser, I assume. <laughs> yeah. I give that more credit than just the yeah. police taser fully powering him up again. Yeah. But, yeah. Oh, wow. And that's kind of it, really. Like... Yeah. And I'll, I, I, so I'll give my impressions. I didn't mind it, yeah. honestly. I thought it was yeah. way. I thought it was honestly way. Not, it wasn't like amazing, but way better than I thought it was gonna be. Yeah, it's a nice, nice little flick that you know. I had nothing really wrong with it, honestly. Like, it was yeah. interesting, an interesting concept. Uh, Eddie, yeah. I thought Eddie Murphy, like again, the Eddie Murphy acting, you know, stone cold as the robot, but delivering mm. fucking weird and somewhat just just being that weird stoic but also not somehow mm. like don't know how he did it like it was real yeah. good, real good face control uh oh it was good as far as you know something watchable at least not like anything crazy so yeah I'd, I'd like honestly like give it a two and a half three maybe even <laughs> if you just okay. want to watch something with your kids if you have kids that's a nice little uplifting movie of you know because it was like you sh- you should be proud of being different kind of thing yeah a good message for kids to learn i do agree this this is a actually this is actually a pretty good 
pretty good kids kids movie, pretty accessible yeah. type of kids movie considering. It wasn't that comical and there wasn't that yeah. many like jokes or anything, but it was still good. Yeah. To, you know, watch. I think I I kind of wish it had been funnier. Um I, I mean I had I had some I had some gripes with it, but I did like the first half, I will say. I really did enjoy Eddie Murphy's and I, I like Eddie Murphy, you know, as like I like his acting a lot, just in general. So of course, like I enjoyed, you know, what he gave to this movie, um, and I liked the kind of physicality he had as the robot in the first half. Yeah. Well, I mean, throughout throughout the whole movie, but particularly in the first half because it was focused on it. You know, I kind of yeah. enjoy watching ro- like actors act like robots. There's just something interesting about that. Christy Swanson does it in a pretty interesting way in the movie Deadly Friend. And I kind of it, like his Eddie Murphy's performance in this movie kind of reminded me of Christy Swanson's in Deadly Friend. You know, <laughs> it's like it's a little too robotic, but still, you know, funny anyway. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, I also like the fact that this movie kind of had a little bit of a 90s quality rather than like, yeah. A two- oh, yeah. considering that it was made in the 2000s, it didn't feel like a movie made in the 2000s. It had, I mean, besides, like, I would say more... besides like the visuals and like the, just, yeah, nice. It was nice, like nicely well done. And yeah, the, like the themes were definitely 90s. Yeah. The, the, the visuals were definitely more sophisticated than a lot of 90s films. Um, it wasn't really until the plot sort of got a little bit too sort of, I guess, I don't know, once, once there was just all, once it got into the conflict stuff, like it, inside of the Dave robot or the Dave vessel, that's kind of where this film sort of lost me because um, I, I don't know, like there were just, a, there was, it, it got to a point where I was hoping that it would maybe like take the comedy further or maybe like try to kind of like display like a little bit more of like Dave maybe trying to adapt to earth norms because they worked really well in the first half of the movie Mm -hmm. but in the second half it kind of becomes a really strange sort of like action movie where they're still trying to do that stuff on earth where like it's showing Eddie Murphy act like a robot but while it's doing that it's kind of more focused on what's going on inside the robot or vessel or ship or whatever which is cool but yeah i guess Uh, it wasn't what i I wanted at that point i mean i kind of liked that stuff like of course the mutiny and then like but it didn't really explain why again it didn't explain why they or what was going on in their home planet they just had to destroy earth to help their home planet yeah it didn't explain yeah. how or why taking all the water like what the fuck was all that about i don't know it was just yeah it was a little bit vague you know so there were like some plot holes here and there that i kind of was a little bummed out about you know if i want to if i want to be absolutely critical i guess yeah. um but i mean said I, that, I, oh, I wouldn't yeah. necessarily say plot holes it's just plot not explained <laughs> like, yeah i guess that's kind of really more what it is yeah um Having said that, though, like, I mean, I think, I think overall, this is this this was you know pretty enjoyable. I think I was in the right mood when I watched it. I was kind of, I was expecting it to be sort of, I guess, ag- aggressively sort of saturated with gags. Yeah, and I was too. they played 
and yeah, and they they played it a little bit. They played it more low key than I expected. There were some things that still didn't really quite make sense, like the whole like sharpening of the pencil thing. It was like that was think, just dumb. And yeah, I think it was just a gag. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and and like there were some other things too that I could have done without. But um, overall, though, they actually kept it more like physically oriented, and um, physical comedy can go a long way if you're in like the right mood for that kind of thing and when i watched this you know it was kind of after it this was the last one i watched out of out of the three films yeah we're gonna talk about and uh at this point i was kind of like i I kind of was tired of watching like gross (laughs) movies and like i had also watched the love guru and and like I was kind of just like ready to like watch something that was like kind of simpler and not so like aggressively like vulgar, you know. That is what this was. <laughs> yeah, this this movie ended up being a, a much more gentle type of movie for the, for the type the, of film yeah. it was. Showed the good side of humanity. But, like I like yeah. the little, like the little scene where he, he had to like you know power down at a, with a homeless mm. guy, and the homeless guy yeah. you know gave him the gave him the blanket and eddie murphy was like oh this guy has nothing yet he gives us his blanket it was like yeah these guys aren't these humans aren't so bad after all yeah (laughs) yeah i mean (laughs) there were little things like that that were charming you know and also like i mean i know like a lot of gay people tend to get all freaked out by like stereotypical humor and stuff like that it doesn't really bother me I don't feel like this film was trying to portray him as like a bad person or in a negative way. Like, yeah, they did use like stereotypical humor, but like it wasn't like in a mean spirited way. It was kind of more just in a lighthearted kind of silly way. And it was kind of more celebratory rather than like demeaning. So like that stuff didn't even bother me. Like, and I, I will, like, and I'll say on that note is that I love those characters. I always think they're some of the funniest ones, even if yeah. I don't really, I can't really say if they're offensive or not in a lot of the movies and shows because mm. I'm not, you know, I'm not gay. So, but I always think they're hilarious. Like some of the more funny characters in those movies and shows just because yeah. of their attitude and their wit and their jokes they make. It's just i love it yeah i love that character too he was fucking funny he was he had good timing you know he's charming he's like the character in airplane that one guy who's like in the in the in the room where he's like saying all this silly stuff or whatever like i mean i don't know if that that humor is offensive or not either i know a lot of people personally who get tend to get freaked out by that but i i don't um, and a lot of times when some kind of when somebody says or does something offensive i usually don't i don't know i don't notice it then when i do yeah. i don't feel offended so and i mean yeah. in like in like in real like like you know real celebrity there are like those more flamboyant ones that yeah are they being offensive i still find them just as funny like I yeah i've even met real life flamboyant gays like that and i find always find them fucking hilarious so i mean yeah how offensive is it if those kind of one get i don't know how to, yeah i don't know how to say it, but they do exist <laughs> obviously i've yeah. met them you know yeah so. and and i think it's i think it's cool if people enjoy sort of like whether they embrace that side of themselves or 
like to play that side of themselves up, you know, because they, they enjoy doing it and it makes them feel good. I mean, I'm fine with whatever people want to do. And yeah, I've met people who acted a lot like the guy in this movie <laughs> that yeah. like, so yeah, even that didn't really bother me. So like as a movie, like, I don't know. I mean, I, cause I looked it up and it, it did get a lot of bad rate reviews and stuff. And yeah. I didn't think it was that bad. I mean, I, I would, it- I mean, I didn't look at the reviews, but I know it got bad reviews, and I was like, yeah. I don't see why. I thought this was a yeah. straight in the line, good family film to watch. Like, yeah, like it wasn't. It obviously wasn't like Eddie Murphy's like best work or anything like that. But it definitely no, no. was. But it was definitely better than than like Norbit, and it was definitely <laughs> better than Pluto Nash. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. <laughs> so yeah, um, so yeah. I mean, I'd probably give it like a two to three maybe like, yeah I'll, personally I'll, I'll yeah, stick I, on three for me yeah yeah I'm sticking with three <laughs> yeah what do you think of it zach that uh, was better than i thought it was gonna be for sure yeah. but like you were saying i was more interested in like eddie murphy as the ship not the goings on in the ship mm. i just yeah. found the, the first 20 30 minutes him acting so fucking weird was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The hardest I laughed was when he kicked the fucking cat across the room. <laughs> that was crazy. Yeah, and Elizabeth Banks is just like, hey, mm-hmm. cat. I don't remember the name, but hey, cat, what, what are you getting into? What are you doing? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that and um, when he met uh her neighbor and he was doing his uh his like bow finger kind of laugh yeah yeah. that was funny (laughs) i love that (laughs) that was really funny yeah just trying to imitate everyone (laughs) yeah 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 i think like after the old navy scene i kind of lost interest but Mm. i mean as far as family movies go it's not that bad but yeah not for me (laughs) yeah I gave it like a one and a half too. Yeah, that yeah, that makes sense. Like I think like it's probably not the type of movie I'd rewatch unless I were with like younger relatives or somebody, you know. Be like, hey, this one's kind of fun. Like hmm. might I mean, enjoy this. It's not as good as Inside Out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean <laughs> I mean then I, I feel I would watch it again. I would even probably buy it on DVD. Mm-hmm to have it yeah I yeah i liked it <laughs> yeah maybe i'd watch it on like an eddie murphy marathon or something i don't know so he's made worse that's for sure so oh most definitely anything else no um, i love judah freelander and he was in it <laughs> mm, yeah that was excellent so. but yeah that's about it <laughs> yeah same um okay so i guess the next film we're going to talk about is the one that i picked um which was made in i think it was 2009 was what i read um oh 2008 okay 2008 uh i thought was a horror movie although it's really more of a horror comedy uh teeth yeah, I didn't really see this. I because it's genre does horror. I didn't really see it as a horror all that much. Yeah, I 
I was expecting it to be kind of more of a horror movie than it ended up being, you know. So I think if it had been more of a horror movie, it would have actually been more effective, but that's all right, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> whatever. Regardless, um, so um so this movie all right so i guess uh maybe maybe some content advisory warnings uh this movie is about some rather unfortunate subject matter so if you enjoyed our meet dave review and, and <laughs> go to bed you know with pleasant thoughts um i would probably stop watching this video because <laughs> this movie this movie is about something that that really is like pretty awful actually so so it's kind of like a, uh, it's sort of a, I guess, sort of John Waters-esque comedy, I guess. I mean, sort of. That's the only thing I can sort of think of that reminds me of this. Um, about like this girl who's kind of involved in this, uh, like, uh, like a chastity church group. So the movie starts off, she's kind of abstinence. This, <laughs> yeah, like an abstinence um christian church group where she's kind of so the, at the beginning of the movie like at the beginning of the movie she's talking to a bunch of middle junior high students about the this whole like um you know staying pure before marriage type of thing and that's kind of like something that she's practicing you know which is you know all well and cool and everything but then she you know ends up meeting a guy who ends up being sort of a hottie and it's like, oh, well, shoot, what do I do? You know, and, you know, they kind of, they hang out a bit. They kind of flirt around and stuff. And then eventually they end up sort of isolated together um, during like a, like a picnic, like a group picnic. And, um, you know, some foreplay happens, but nothing super crazy. Um, and so then they're like, oh, well, maybe we should stay away from each other and it's like oh but no i love you and all this stuff and then eventually like you know they get together again to go swimming and he pretty much you know like takes advantage of her um and then it ends up making the unfortunate discovery that she actually has uh has teeth in her vagina and it it bites off his penis <laughs> yeah, there you go yeah, yeah so, I, so i was i was talking with my friends last night because i was you know doing some gaming but also i had to watch these movies i was like i i can't i gotta you know finish up these movies they asked me what movie i had to watch next and i was like uh teeth and i i had no idea what it was and, they, yeah. and then one of my friends was like, oh, what's that? And I was like, nah, I don't know. But my other two friends chimed up and was like, oh, it's that movie with the teeth in the vagina. <laughs> and I've heard of that movie. I didn't know the name of it, but I've heard of the movie where there's a girl with vagina teeth. Okay. <laughs> yeah, well, it was this one. So. And one of my other friends who's more of a movie buff too, he, but he likes weird shit. So he was like, yeah, it's it's also more of um." a commentary on uh uh can't use the the r word really in youtube sexual predatory culture right 
but I I found this film to be more of a commentary on the like the whole abstinence shame on sex kind of like you should you're being <laughs> shameful of sex kind of commentary rather than you know, there is of course you know sexual abuse that does happen in it but yeah there I, is a little bit it does little, explore it a little bit I definitely thought it was more of the whole poorly poor sex education in America type abstinence is the way to go when it's been proven not to be that right. way or actual yeah. good sexual education and protection and teaching kids how to you know deal with these things is the better way to do it not just say no sex because you know that that you know the tropes of you know rep- repressed kind of church going girls yes. growing up go crazy in college that's kind of just a thing not even just sexually like you know people that are you know forbidden with food go crazy once they're out of their home and get all obese and drugs same yeah thing, that kind of stuff but yeah, yeah it's it's true i mean like it's better to educate rather than to just like say they like to then to ban it altogether because the first instinct is to just indulge mm-hmm. if if you've been like barred from it or if it's become a like a forbidden th- or a taboo yeah and so yeah like i would actually have to agree because a lot of the like sexual assault scenarios that this movie is kind of delving into and like sort of bringing bringing up and and depicting have a lot to do with like repression (laughs) i would say like most of it yeah yeah like and that is something that that actually does happen in this world is that um a lot of that people who come from like a repressive culture or who are like sexually repressed end up being the people who end up abusing others a lot of the time so so the film actually does kind of like bring that concept up and it does kind of take it seriously to a point i mean it is a comedy and it is trying to kind of like kind of explore it on a more satiric level but it does sort of depict it in a, in a semi-realistic way. Maybe not like, maybe in a, in a slightly exaggerated way, but you I know, didn't you get laugh. The during, I mean, I didn't really laugh during this movie. I didn't see it oh, as you a, didn't? too much of a comedy. <laughs> yeah. no. I thought I mean, it was maybe, definitely interesting though, but like, yeah, like, yeah. I mean, because after because after the inciting sort of incident where which is you know the one i sort of just went over where well there is also the first scene of the main girl and like it sets it up as uh the parents are you know dating you know oh, yeah the mother has a daughter the father has a son and yes. the son's a little perv and sticks his finger apparently in it well and they're like what six seven years old four the girl maybe and it gets bitten like his fingertip gets bitten yeah and that's where it starts off okay and, yeah. and it's also and it's also like kind of a nuclear like not uh like it's suggested i'm assuming because like their house right behind their house is just two nuclear power plants yeah many times <laughs> yeah so you just assume it had to do with <laughs> them getting radiation poisoning and that's why she I mean, grew it i don't know that's what i assume you know like um but yeah i mean i think that like that they definitely 
I mean, they definitely made a lot of like various little indications, you know, and I think that, yeah, the whole situation with the brother, uh, because that kind of takes, you know, some pretty intense turns. Um, yeah. you know as the film goes on but and, um and what's funny is like the first notes i wrote down was like oh um don her name seems i don't know damaged or suppressed or whatever and my mind was oh brad seems like a psycho and then like one of the first little things you, when he go into his room he has a sign on his door is i am not a psycho it's like oh all right <laughs> okay yeah <laughs> Well, and then also like once once the family tragedy thing kind of occurs, because uh, like who who which character? Um, it was after the first guy, or wait, no, not after the first guy. Which whichever guy, because because there's a few people who get uh, mutilated by her by her dentata. <laughs> um, <laughs> Because I okay, so she goes to the doctor and he gets his fingers bitten off. That was pretty funny. <laughs> that was after, so yeah, the, the yeah, after she bit bites off that one dude that tries to assault her. Yeah, he, he just had a he there was a funny line I laughed at. I haven't jerked off since Easter. Yeah, <laughs> that, that was his reasoning. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah. Actually, this girl, like, there's a few different characters in this movie that try to assault her you know like i guess i don't know it's just kind of intense like like kind of to maybe that was trying to be sort of an exploration of something too just like the fact that like all these men that she tried she runs into try to like try to attack her or maybe it's just because every character in this movie sucks. I mean, I don't know, but yeah, and I did <laughs> one thing I noticed too that I just maybe picked up on was like the Brad character, his her brother had a had a girlfriend, and mm. it kind of alluded to that they didn't have vaginal sex ever. It was it seemed like they were just doing butt stuff and mouth stuff. Yeah, like they were like you could hear them arguing in the background. Like, mm, well, that's of, something. Uh, that's something that actually, and I didn't realize this for a while, but that actually is something that exists in like a lot of like abstinence only type of cultures and stuff is that like a lot of these girls <clears throat> who, you know, declared themselves abstinent, I, apparently like it's some of these, uh, some of these girls still like do like basically other things that aren't like basically what they mean by abstinence is like only vaginal is what some girls i guess in some circles get the impression of and so like i feel like there is yeah. some kind of truth to that idea too but the thing was so that it was more of shed light on i think it was more of because his the brother i think was just scared after you know being traumatized by the first yeah. scene because his girlfriend was all for you know she wasn't in the abstinence crew she was yeah. she didn't she didn't want to do the butt stuff and mouth stuff <laughs> yeah well that's the thing he he was like fixated on that but he didn't know why and then yeah, yeah. it turned out that it was a repressed memory that unfortunately he ends up remembering at the at, at the worst possible time <laughs> yeah <laughs> so, but um yeah so the film goes into that kind of territory but um 
although, but the thing that I thought was interesting though about this movie was when she started kind of using it as a weapon. Mm-hmm. You know, like once she started t- kind of turning it around and being like, oh, this dentata can be useful to me. Like, I don't know. That's kind of when the film was like, I mean, I could imagine that it could have been really an effective horror film if they had actually played it straight and sort of done it that way and like have her be like this this person who's like getting revenge and sleeping around and like mutilating these men you know I think that would have made it like more interesting but instead they kind of play it safe in my opinion and kind of keep it well I mean for lack of a better word maybe not safe but like um I don't know. There's not that many characters in it. It's kind of mm-hmm. just her and then a bunch of douchebags that she ends mm-hmm. up. <laughs> I got yeah. I got some like it follows kind of vibes of sexual type things, but not yeah. as well done. I guess. Yeah. Well, like I think because it follows is the way that that film sort of depicted it was so much more minimal. Yeah. Than, than, yeah. 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 <laughs> a lot more metaphorical. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, and I I guess like with this movie teeth because I think of the plot and about this woman who has teeth in her vagina and I just, I can think of a really savage concept like a very, really savage film being made out of such a concept and, and so. But the but I don't really mind the fact that this movie kind of played it a little bit differently than I expected. Like I, I in a way, I kind of appreciated the fact that they even tried to sort of elicit humor out of such a drastic concept, you know. So, and and I looked at it, and it turns out it was directed by a gay man. And I have to be honest, that doesn't oh, surprise really? me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, a lot of, I mean, I know we all hear about feminists who hate men, but man, some of the people I know who hate men the most are gay men. Like, <laughs> but anyway, I thought this was an interesting movie overall. You know, the yeah. ending was kind of funny <laughs> when she gets picked up by that creepy old guy. Oh, he was so <laughs> fucking weird, sticking his tongue out like fucking. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, okay, wow, this is this is subtle. <laughs> yeah, and then like the last little fucking frames were her just, you know, looking at him doing that whatever mm. femme yeah. fatale like look like I'm gonna kill you now. <laughs> yeah, you're you're mine. Yeah. <laughs> All right. This is like she tried to get out, but he locked the doors. Like, All right, yeah. this is your death sentence then bye. <laughs> But no, but seriously though, picture this movie not being a comedy. Like picture it being more like Miss 45. Like being really serious and having this girl like mm-hmm. just sleep around and within like with people, maybe they're like innocent men or whatever. Like, I don't know. I could imagine that movie being pretty scary. Yeah. So. I thought it should have been either really serious, like you were saying, or really fucking campy. Yeah. Yeah, they kind of tried to straddle the line. Yeah. Yeah. Which, I don't know. And it ended up resulting in kind of it not really doing enough in either category. But I don't know. Maybe the premise and the ingenuity of it is enough to. I mean, maybe that would be enough for some viewers to get a kick out of it. I mean. Yeah. I, I, 
this is i think the first one my my wife watched with me she thought it was hilarious yeah (laughs) nice yeah i enjoyed it i actually i actually found it quite funny um and i would found it interesting i definitely found it interesting more than funny (laughs) yeah like because i I, because one of the things i you know hate about like health class that was taught was like the abstinence is the best way and i don't think that's necessarily mm-hmm. a good thing to teach yeah. it was totally cult-like because after she killed the first guy um she was you know had to do another speech and she was they like it was like kind of dreamlike of like they were all chanting this cult-like stuff instead of like you know the first time she did it was like oh more uplifting like yeah this is good but then when she Mm. came back and started fucking up because she realized she killed a dude and couldn't do this speech they're all like kind of shaming her because she kind of let out that i am no longer a you know virgin so shamed her with like a chant and like it was like very cold (laughs) feeling yes Yes, agreed. And yeah, I I do remember uh, that was a that was a big that was a major downside of health class is having to listen to propaganda. Yeah, um, you know, it's just kind of a bummer that like, I mean, I get why like because they it, to a certain degree because like they a lot of people are really like concerned about like sex and all that, but it's just such a dangerous method really to scare people away from sex altogether. Just, I don't know. Like it just doesn't ever really seem to amount to anything positive. So. And what confused me too, a little bit was how it worked really. Like she could like the first time she did it with that, guy that she thought like so it's like a was it a nuclear reaction thing or because she looked it up and it was like i don't know mythical mythological back to the greeks egyptians a bunch of native american you know all all these different things like (laughs) oh is it is it mythical or is it fucking a nuclear mutation i don't know and then like so she does it with this other nice another another nice seeming guy Mm. and and it first doesn't bite his dick off yeah but, and the, but, she actually has a normal sex experience with him. yeah because well, normal cause he, all cause, things considered yeah because it seems like oh he's actually being nice and caring and not trying to take advantage of me even though he gave her drugs and fucking alcohol and yeah mess with her a little bit but she seemed when it actually was going down she accepted it and didn't bite his dick off next right. morning next morning they do a little you know love again and his friend calls and says oh i'm doing it right now and it's a bet it was like it turned out to be a bet that you know so he turned out to be a scumbag and then his dick got bit off yeah which (laughs) which is an an impressively disturbing scene (laughs) yeah that's when she started turning into you know the killer yeah that's when she went after her brother <laughs> yeah and again this is also confusing on how it works was she went into the the doctor's office which i mean i've i've never had a gynecological exam but like if, another by 
<laughs> but if no. we're saying but if we're saying like if you can have consensual type sex and it not bite dicks off going like i don't necessarily know if the doctor was doing anything untoward he was hurting her a bit but i could see that kind of procedure hurting if you know given different bodies and whatnot his yeah. hands get his hands get chopped out or his fingers get bitten yeah and, and there was like because so there was like something like it was something again i was writing you know the, the whole theme that i was thinking of was like the abstinence teaching being the only way but this came yeah. in with the science it was like the guy said like the doctor said um uh when he was about to check her out in this room there is no judgment no judgments made and like like she seemed assured like she gave that oh okay thank you yes that's good to hear and yeah. then so i was like he was like oh yes so we're giving a nice little point to science being the way of you know getting things done in the right way to teach children about sex but yeah. then he gets fucking bit off <laughs> like okay well that message just went out the window i don't know why you well, did that <laughs> well that's kind of why i sort of like I, th- I guess that's kind of why I compare it to a John Waters comedy because what he does is he kind of makes fun of everybody, mm-hmm. you know, which like it's kind of become a more popular method of comedy is to just sort of make fun of everybody. And it's something I know that like Matt Stone and Trey Parker, for example, do with their comedy is they like, you know, that they kind of show every- everybody on all sides as being total maniacs, you know, yeah. and, you know, chooses to do that. And, yeah. But then they use it to show an underlying point, whereas this movie like doesn't really do that. You know? And the doc, it was kind of wildly. He fucking he was like flying around with his hand in the vagina, like all yeah. over the place. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um, that that guy, that actor, I've seen him in something else, and I don't know what he was in, but he played a doctor. Mm in whatever it else whatever else i'd seen him in and i think that actor just exists just to play doctors that's my guess (laughs) (laughs) um let's see and then okay so then the thing with her brother so he ends up getting his dick bitten off yes because he basically he basically let his mom or her mom die while yes yeah so she wanted yeah. some revenge. Yeah, because he, yeah, he let her, their their mom die, and like he was like with that girl, and was like, no, ignore her. She does this all the time. Yeah, yeah. which is like, oh man. So then, so yeah, so Dawn wanted revenge, and so she bites his, she bites her brother's dick off, and then she runs away from home. The, do- the dog down. eats his dick. Oh yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, and he, and he has a Prince Albert too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like okay, of course he would. Like he tries to get his dog to attack her, and instead it picks up his his genitals, eats it, and spits out <laughs> the ring. <laughs> yeah, and so then then in the last scene, she's she's wearing a backpack, gets picked up by a pervert, and then she smiles because she's gonna. You know, she's got a secret that he doesn't know about, that we know about. And 
Yep. Then the movie ends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah, that's Teeth. Um, I liked it. I mean, it was <laughs> it was pretty out there at times, yeah. but it was an enjoyable sort of movie, at least in that vein of being like I don't know, it was about as entertaining as a movie about a you know, killer vagina, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'd I'd give it like a three. I mean, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd go right down the middle, two and a half, probably. Yeah, two and a half. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Pretty solid little dark comedy with some <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I gotta admit, like the scenes where the like the the scenes where like it actually bit bit the guy's dicks off. Like, I mean, I was expecting those scenes to be really cringeworthy and really painful, but they were actually like more funny than they were. Like, I mean, uh, they were painful. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I I I actually thought the the actual like moments themselves like pretty funny. So. <clears throat> all right anything else any anything you guys want to say about teeth no pretty much it <laughs> all right cool uh all right so now we shall talk about your choice zach yeah my choice was blood gnome <laughs> yeah this one is definitely interesting uh, yeah. <laughs> like the first few frames, I was like, I just said audibly, oh no. Because <laughs> just from the quality and every, I, I got major uh, things vibe. <laughs> even oh, though, no. even though it was not at all after that, but it just like right. it could feel a cheesy. Like I was surprised it was a 2004 film. It felt real old. Yeah, even that like it looked old. I should say it was still had internet and shit in it. So, <laughs> it, yeah, it, yes, yeah. shot on video. <laughs> yeah, in the streets of L.A. <laughs> in people's apartments in L.A. It definitely, it definitely had like that cheap stolen camcorder vibe. <laughs> like, yeah, yep. Everything was just like all fucking close up, <laughs> like, yep. like. Like, there was just one scene where, like, they were doing, like, a little Dutch angle, and it was, like, there was literally, like, you know, they were at a crime scene, and the police tape was literally on the fucking ceiling. Yeah. What are you doing? I get, like, what? Yeah, like, if you're the type of person who's, you know, when when they watch a movie, your bare minimum requirement is that, you know, it has, you know, lighting. Um, <laughs> you're not gonna like this movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Honestly, if I knew this was shot on video, I wouldn't have picked it. <laughs> I mean, I I love I, I can watch a shot on video. I mean, I'm I have a pretty high tolerance for garbage at this point. So I mean, it, it really ever... for shot on video, it really depends on me. Yeah. Me. But, mm. Oh yeah. I mean, this one wasn't. The worst I've seen, but yeah, it's definitely not the worst I've seen either. Well, <laughs> but anyway, um, 
I don't know. Do you, is there a plot summary? There's <laughs> that not. That's oh. not. I had to take okay. a lot of notes. <laughs> All right. Nice. All right. Nice. Good. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. So, so the first scene, this dude is a drug dealer, goes to his supplier's warehouse, can't see her right in front of him, which I thought was yeah. hilarious. That was funny. <laughs> it's like, that's a bad drug deal. Yeah. <laughs> like, where are you? And she's like five feet away. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. when you run. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she goes to get his supply and he sees... A, a light from a box goes over to it and gets grabbed by tentacles. Yeah. Yeah, that was excellent. Yeah, and then um, lady pulls him away, tells him to forget what he saw, and then to not sell to the BDSM community. Mm. Yeah. So this Which is pretty much the whole... I don't... I don't understand the whole against the BDSM community plot, either. but it's there. Yeah. <laughs> this movie ends up, yeah, it, this movie basically ends up being a, a film all about BDSM, like, yeah. and the BDSM community, which is not quite what I expected from a horror movie called Blood Gnome, but it's yeah. there. And the I, thing was, like, her goal was to, you know, kill people with these gnomes and shit. Why would she not want to sell to the BDSM community if that's their main source of food? You know, yeah. why would she tell them not to? <laughs> I would assume she would say these are for BDSM people. Sell them to those guys. Yeah. <laughs> well, <clears throat> I mean, there were a lot of things about this movie that didn't really make a whole lot of sense. Um, you know, like so. Okay, so the main guy. I actually thought the main character was pretty creepy. Like he was, um, and, and actually, the, doesn't the film sort of establish early on that he has like a lot of like mental problems and like he was like institutionalized because yeah, there was some his, backstory with his. He came to a crime scene and it was his wife that he didn't recognize at first somehow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was it. So his wife so he's married and then his wife decides to leave him for some other dude and then whoever that other dude was went crazy and and killed her and then he ends up coming across her crime scene like yeah it was a murder suicide yeah yeah Yeah. and it yeah that's it and then it, it drives him insane and he has to be institutionalized and so that's kind of like the backstory of this movie i guess or the backstory of the main plot is that like this is like the first sort of thing that this guy is doing since being institutionalized i think is kind of what they said yeah so that's kind of it's like oh all right uh oh well we're in (laughs) trouble now i mean yeah and you don't find that out till way later but they sprinkle it in throughout yeah you find it out pretty darn late actually um that should have like just been the opening of the movie, but yeah, if that was that much of a plot point, but it really wasn't. So yeah, <laughs> it's <pretty> vague. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you get this dude going to his first crime scene, and he has a infrared camera that can magically see through clothes. Apparently, 
got that <laughs> yeah. whole weird scene. <laughs> yeah. Although I will admit, I thought the I I did like the scene where he was like pointing the camera around the room, and those little gnome things were on the on the like on the viewfinder, like or not on the view on the on the screen on the camera. I thought that was kind of cool. Like, I mean, it was like like I don't know. It was kind of creepy, actually, in my opinion, in a, in like a weird, cheap sort of way. I don't know. Something about that just kind of wigged me out. I mean, I, I can, it's probably, it's obvious how they did it, you know, but still like, like, I don't know. There was something about that moment that actually did kind of creep me out a little bit. I have to admit. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Strange. So. <clears throat> yeah. So, so the camera gets broken. That's how we can see these invisible gnomes. Yeah. But, I don't get why they're invisible, but okay, let's just go with it. <laughs> yeah, I didn't understand that either. Um, well, the opening credits basically shows the first, their first kill, and then they're targeting BDSM people again. Yeah, uh, it happens and, if you. What? Isn't there like some like lady who? Because like they're like giving birth and it's like all slimy and gross and then she like takes a needle and like puts it into like a pill or something because she's like a drug dealer. Yeah, that's, yeah. The, like the, the placenta of those things, I guess, is the drug that she's giving. Yeah, I didn't really know it. Know what yeah. she was putting in there, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I couldn't figure that out either. So yeah, I guess that happens a few more times. More BDSM yeah. people get murdered by these gnomes, and he sees yeah. sees little bits of them. People think he's crazy because his whole wife thing. Yeah, I mean they have a point. Yeah, I mean I'm not yeah. trying to like uh, like discredit the guy, but I mean, and he is kind of creepy though. Like that's the thing; he, they yeah. do kind of play him as sort of an oddball still. Like he's like throughout the whole movie, he's grinning. Like he's like. <laughs> like he's like looking around these crime scenes and grinning like he's like the happiest person in the world and it's like right what's what's going on there like what's what's up with the smiley sam look like it's weird i don't know and so i thought that they were trying to kind of imply that he was still sort of mentally broken you know yeah but, but i don't know maybe that maybe not that much thought was put into this movie like i could be wrong doesn't seem like it no <laughs> It seemed like the director just had like a BDSM <laughs> repressed fetish. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, which <sighs> it's yeah. an interesting idea though for a horror movie in a way because like, um, I don't know, like it's the the concept. So like in a way, this movie kind of reminded me of like Cruising a little bit, or like a movie like that about like a private investigator who has to sort of um, go undercover in like an alternative community and stuff to try and like solve a case except this is like a supernatural movie about demonic invisible creatures so it's kind of not really the same thing at all but it's kind of interesting that they took that approach with it <laughs> yeah <laughs> and you got a subplot of him learning the 
BDSM community that they're different kinks or whatever. Yeah. And falling for this one girl. Yeah. Which, again, it's yet another movie. We've done, we've watched a lot of these on this show now. It's yet another movie that really did not need a love story. Yeah. Um, I mean, basically, more of these murders happen. They go after them. Hmm. the The main drug supplier lady, yeah, <laughs> is uh, birthing these gnomes from the mother gnome. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. And uh, doesn't matter where it came from. Just, yeah, yeah eventually catches on to him kidnaps his girl his new girlfriend which yeah. i don't know that was all of a sudden they were a thing <laughs> yeah i didn't it was quick that yeah. was so stupid yeah and then like okay another thing is like why is a crime scene photographer trying to solve the case <laughs> that was something what? i was trying to figure out yeah i don't know <laughs> Like they were criticizing him for not taking good enough photographs yeah. or whatever. Like it's like you're yep. supposed to put a ruler down so that we know how big, you know, the wounds are or whatever they said. I don't remember exactly. Which Just is like a, doesn't the really little handprint. No, yeah, yeah, the handprint. Yeah. <clears throat> which the although I will say the makeup and the gore was plentiful. Yeah, and then the the gnomes themselves look like something out of a full moon production. I love the gnomes. The gnomes were actually like pretty charming. I thought. Like, <laughs> I was like, okay, all right. Like they weren't really all that scary. They were kind of more silly than they were scary. But yeah. I, I, I was into the design though. I was like, oh, they're, you know, like they're kind of fat little crit- critters, you know. <laughs> and at times you could see the puppeteers. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, lots of you know puppet seams. <laughs> yeah i mean not not much happens in the middle there yeah it's pretty pretty repetitive actually it's pretty much just like snm sex scenes uh then like some gore gnomes murdering of, people yeah yeah lots of like slow motion shots lots of shots of like women taking their tops off um lots of nudity I mean, yeah, it's kind of just a lot of death scenes yeah. involving invisible <laughs> gremlins. <laughs> or yeah. And then eventually the, the story ends. Yeah, and they uh, the gnomes somehow know how to use the internet. Start mm. oh, <laughs> chatting with them in yeah. a chat room. They're yeah, apparently they, pretty smart. Yeah. Yeah, they go all to catch a predator on, on the main <laughs> character. They're, they're, they're like, we know you can't resist or whatever. Like they do their weird thing. And it's and they have they have like literal screen names too. Like it's like yeah. no like blood gnome something or whatever. Like, something it's like, like oh that. that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so they end up entrapping him and or no. They end up getting like they end up uh, getting in touch with him, and then he ends up following them, and then it ends up being about like 
him like being stuck in this situation with them or whatever and then it's like then it kind of just ends up going in the direction it does like yeah they end up at a the, this big sex party yeah we're like julie strain is randomly there yeah r.i.p <laughs> julie strain yeah you know very very uh in my opinion you know was a very likable presence in a lot of not so good movies <laughs> and this is one of them yep. <laughs> but, um, but she is there and it's kind of cool you know i mean yeah yeah and then just pull up this notes sorry they're on my phone and they keep going away yeah, no worries <laughs> it's all good you know, there's not really a whole lot to say about blood no maybe no they kidnap his his girl he gets her back yeah. kills a bunch of gnomes and then hilariously yeah <laughs> yeah and he, he he's able to see them too because at his house oh, yeah. he, he fought them yeah. off and i guess drank the blood of because he like bit the hand yeah got some blood i think that's how he was able to see him eventually <laughs> he got magic powers mm-hmm. yeah yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, they gotta have something happen in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> and then they uh, they try to kill the mother gnome, but it it, it escapes somehow. And uh, yeah, yeah, that's pretty Sequel. much it. <laughs> Sequel. Yeah. Oh, Sequel. Blood gnome part two. I'd watch it. <laughs> oh, me too. In a heartbeat. And the the escape of the thing was so fucking funny because it was <laughs> the worst CGI tunnel. It was like it was, it so was terrible. Yeah, so bad. <clears throat> well, I mean, it was garbage, but I still liked it. I gotta be honest. I mean, like, they, there's just something about the qual. Like, there the, movies like this have they just to me. There's just a certain quality to them that it's just irresistible. Like. I mean, I know, like, it's not good. You know, I know it's really terribly shot. The acting's trash, you know, but... The writing's I like trash. The lighting's trash. trash. <laughs> but the sound's I, I, trash. <laughs> but I love the ambition. I love some of... I, I actually did enjoy some of the weird mood. Um, like, I like the how certain... some Some of the scenes like some of the scenes when they're investigating the crime scenes and literally the only light that there is is just like a freaking flashlight and you can barely tell what's going on but certain <laughs> certain moments here and there with like in those scenes with the music and just like uh, there's just a certain certain aspect to that kind of thing that I really enjoy I have to admit and so like watching this and I also I I do I did like the fact that it was kind of um it was uh it was kind of taking the bdsm's like lifestyle like more seriously than a lot of movies tend to like with a lot of films tend to kind of sort of show them as kind of being weird and like little more than just kind of like a joke and this movie actually did try to sort of stay a little bit more true to that side of things and didn't really depict it as like something that was inherently ugly so i do appreciate that um I don't know. I mean, it was bad, but I still liked it. I guess. They, yeah, you know, had a it, decent time with it. Yeah, but I don't know. I could also see how it wouldn't be for everybody. I didn't like it. Yeah, <laughs> that's okay. Do you wanna? 
kind of um sort of summarize so your overall thoughts on it or it was just i just don't like that kind of it was just like grimy kind of you know mm. it was wicked grimy and i'm not a fan of, like the fan of the cheap i don't i don't necessarily like the cheap kind of <laughs> i mean some v again yeah some vhs or video shot like shot shit's fine but this one didn't yeah. i don't know didn't work well and i do feel like this was a director's kind of wanting to get his kink like his his thing off on bdsm without actually you know going into it i don't know yeah like he wanted uh, to kind of disguise it as a horror movie like, mm-hmm. yeah i kind of get that impression from some films like when i when i watch a film that sort of delves a little bit too into a, a particular topic or theme or seems a little bit too fixated on certain things when it yeah. when like the plot is about something totally different uh, you know like there's there's a particular spike lee movie that does that which i'm not going to elaborate on but you know uh, but that's just that's an example of like even a professional filmmaker does that sort of thing mm-hmm. where oh, yeah. they yeah where like they make a film presenting it as one kind of movie but are actually kind of doing something a little bit more secretive and subliminal with it so i feel like this pro- this film was probably like a failed example of that sort of thing like a really failed example obviously <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah um, i don't know but yeah anything else or I did notice in the detective's kitchen, he had two microwaves oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> stacked on top of each other. Yeah, what was that all about? I wonder about what was that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't quite. And and also uh, the detective pillowcase. I had those pillowcases before in my life. <laughs> oh yeah. Like, I don't know if you noticed them, but I they stood out to me because, oh shit, I had those pillowcases. They're like white with. Just like flowers on them and shit. Oh uh, yeah! Mm, Don't you those. just oh, fuck? <laughs> oh my god! I love it when I watch a movie and I and I recognize a piece of furniture that yeah. I've, I've either had that I either have or I have had or know somebody who had. Like I like that always excites me when I see that sort of thing. Happens a lot in eighties movies for some reason. Like that. I don't know. That might be a bad thing. <laughs> uh, do you have any thoughts on it zach um it was okay i mean i had a decent time with it i'm i'm really picky when it comes to shot on video yeah but i gave it a one and a half yeah that's okay i'll give it a one yeah one for the boobs right yeah (laughs) (laughs) uh (laughs) i think i would give this movie like um, I think I'd give it a two. Honestly, I I actually really did enjoy it. You know, it it, it was grimy and gross and smelly, and it's like this is about <laughs> like stuff that you know, like this is a movie that's digging into the soil of human nature, which is like not necessarily a movie that you want to watch if you want to have a good time. But I like the gore. I liked the moments that did creep me out. Um, which were few and far between and they mostly just creeped me out because of how freaking cheap the movie was um, and yeah I mean it was 
odd enough that I, I, I got through it okay without like screaming at the, the television too much. I mean, that's kind of how I rate movies nowadays. Like, am I yelling at the TV <laughs> but, like throughout? <laughs> if I'm not, then it's probably doing something right. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, but I don't know. I could certainly see why. The, I mean, I, this isn't a movie that I'd be like, oh, Blood Gnome is I, I love that one. That was a great one. You know, I wouldn't be like if somebody asked me whether Blood Gnome was good or not, I'd be like, no, it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, I don't know. It was a weird. It was weird enough that I dug it. So. Yeah. All right. Cool. So I guess that's it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we it was a it was an emotional episode we went we you know we talked about everything from space aliens to vagina dentata to bdsm (laughs) but i think we got through it relatively unscathed and all in one piece so yeah yeah Yeah. so do you guys want to pick movies for the next time yeah uh yeah excellent all right by all means yeah I'm still kind of deciding on a couple. Okay. I'll go with mine. Uh, Mutant Chronicles. Okay. Mutant Chronicles. I like that title. <laughs> Heard of that one. I haven't seen it yet. Cool. All right. Mutant Chronicles. I like that. Um, mine, I, when I looked through list, lists on the Letterboxd, yeah, a lot of Japanese stuff, so I'm gonna go with the oh, Japanese okay. one. I'm gonna go with um, shit, not fair what's called. <laughs> uh, to- Tokyo Gore Police. Excellent. All right, Tokyo Gore Police, Mutant Chronicles. All right, uh, I'm gonna go with something that's uh, radically different from what you two have chosen. <laughs> it's a it's a Gary Busey movie called Quigley. All right. All right. Have you guys heard of that one? I'm not sure yeah. if I've heard of it. Oh, wait till I send you the poster. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't know anything about this movie, but I was sold on the poster alone. Oh, nice. So, <laughs> the only thing, I do know one thing. I, I, it is a Christian movie. So. Oh, boy. So. All right. <laughs> and I believe it's a family movie too. So, but I'll send you what the poster looks like and you guys can decide for yourselves, <laughs> you know, whether you think it looks appealing or not. But it doesn't really matter because we're going to watch it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. So, yeah, I guess that concludes tonight's episode of a couple of flicks. So, yeah. So, have a good night, everybody, and stay mm-hmm. safe. Yeah, have a good night, guys. Yeah. Bye. 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 <laughs>